welcome to the Law and Justice Podcast. Today, I have another very special episode for you, and you should miss it, especially if you are from USA. This episode is of very importance for all of us since we might be a victim of a criminal justice system and lose our years in prison without committing any crime at all. Today, I'm going to talk about such a case where the victim is a black American, an innocent man, but he has been wrongly incarcerated for more than 10 years by a mobile county called Alabama, USA. Yes, if you have a story to share and raise social awareness against any injustice, I'm here to listen and join you to fight for your rights and justice. Today's episode is titled as Justice for Leonard Coleman, and I've got Mrs. Coleman as my guest, who is going to share the story of Mr. Leonard Coleman and how he has been wrongfully incarcerated by the racially biased court system in Alabama. Hello, Mrs. Coleman. Nice to meet you here. Very nice to meet you, and thank you so much for this opportunity to share my husband's story. I really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you also for sharing uh, the story with all of us so we can uh, get the information, right information, and we can understand how we should proceed if anything goes wrong with us as well. Okay, all right. I'm going to start sharing some key information. Um, Wrongful convictions statistics in USA show that the main reasons many end up buying bars are misidentification, official misconduct, Mm -hmm. false testimony, perjury, false accusation, and false confession. Mm -hmm. According to Equal Justice Initiative, EJI, there are more innocent people in jails and prisons today than ever before. Mm -hmm. The rate of exonerations continues to rise, revealing an unreliable system of criminal justice, a lack of accountability for police and prosecutors, reliance on junk science and mistaken eyewitnesses, and the indecent defense crisis are major contributors to wrongful convictions that have undermined the credibility of the criminal justice system in USA. Mm-hmm. and ruin the lives of innocent men and women. Please be noted that EJI challenges wrongful convictions and exposes the unjust incarceration of innocent people that undermines the reliability of even the most serious cases. The Equal Justice Initiative, or EJI, is committed to ending mass incarceration and excessive punishment in the United States, to challenging racial and economic injustice, and to protecting basic human rights for the most vulnerable people in American society. Okay, so I have some questions for uh, Mrs. Coleman. So Mrs. Coleman, I have learned from your petition that Mobile County's inadequate initial investigation process failed Mr. Leonard Coleman mostly because bias existed from the beginning. One of the detectives who interrogated Leonard used to date the victim. This sounds like a movie. So what was the background of this case and why you think the process was biased? 
So to answer that first question, um, the process was biased, as you said, the lead detective on the case used to date the victim. And so he blamed Leonard for the breakup of their relationship. And so this led to a series of mishandlings because during Leonard's interrogation, first of all, um, Leonard actually was at home the day that the crime occurred. And so he was on his way to pick up his children at school and voluntarily went to the victim's house when he noticed that there were a bunch of police cars heading in that direction. And instead of going to the school to pick up his children, he was worried about the victim and went to make sure that she was okay and that their son was okay because they had discussed earlier that morning that he was sick and needed to go to the doctor to see what was wrong. And so he was immediately taken by the police and interrogated for, I think, around 14 hours. So he was basically convicted with no ballistics matches. The weapons collection that he had in his home was tested and absolutely none of them were a match for the weapon that took the life of this poor victim. Also, there were absolutely no fingerprint matches. Fingerprints were collected from the scene of the crime. None of them matched to Leonard. And also during Leonard's interrogation, he said who he thought the perpetrator could be and why. And he named a certain person and said, this person threatened to kill me in front of other people. When the detective asked him, okay, who do you think it could be? He said, this person, because this person threatened to kill me in front of other people. The detective, the Mobile Police Department did not investigate this person. In fact, they did not investigate anyone. They believed it was Leonard from the beginning and they built a case around him, even though there was absolutely no evidence. And during the two months that Leonard was at home in the streets, so to speak, they investigated no one. So there was no proper investigation done whatsoever. And this is why I point out that there was bias from the very beginning, even before he ever stood trial. All right. So I actually uh, did some research uh, on American criminal justice system. So I found uh, too much racism and biasness. Uh, just it's, it's too much difficult for people to get justice. And I also interviewed yeah. um, another man from USA who was wrongfully convicted for um, 16 years. It's too much. And yes, absolutely. he was exonerated later. Research shows that racism is too much to get justice in USA courts, especially in Alabama. We also hardly see diversity in jury yes. selection mm -hmm. yeah. and you have mentioned uh, it as a dark side of the justice system yes uh, mm -hmm. in your petition as mm -hmm. your husband was found guilty by a white judge white district attorney and an all-white jury this is really alarming so how can you and others protest the human rights violations and discriminatory actions done by judges and district attorneys in this case Yes, as you said, this was very alarming, this um, dynamic. Mm -hmm. Leonard is an African-American man in the South, which is a very dangerous thing to be. It's almost criminal to be Black in the South because yeah. 
slavery originated in the South. Mm -hmm. And so basically to put this into context, if you consider in the 1970s, which was the decade before Leonard was born and before I was born, Alabama was still experimenting on African-American men in the 1970s for the syphilis disease, using them as human experiments. So Mm -hmm. in Alabama, African-American men have not been considered as human for quite a while now. And the prosecutors and judges of today were being raised and born around that time. And so this systemic bias and racism is so ingrained in their society. So when you consider that Leonard was prosecuted by a white judge, a white district attorney, and 11 out of 12 white jurors already, people tend to favor people who are like them. And none of these people who were like Leonard. So I think that you know, continuing to speak out, one voice is just one voice, but many voices are louder. And so the more that we all continue to stand in unison, solidarity, do not back, do not back off. And I've, you are in London, I have, um, as you know, my friend in Australia connected us, like, I am not limited to spreading this message in the United States, I'm going to spread it as far and wide as I can about the corruption that exists in Mobile County, in their circuit court, in their district attorney's office. And as you know, um, Leonard is only one out of six men that is claiming to be wrongfully convicted, connected with that circuit court. And so I think that we just all need to continue standing and spreading the message and reaching Mm -hmm. out to media publications, news avenues, magazines, as social people, encouraging people to share on their social media platforms. And the more that we spread this word and don't back off, they we are going to force them into accountability. But it may take time for this to happen because this bias has been happening against African-American men in our society for so long. Yes. It took a long time for this to be ingrained into our society. And it's going to take time to reverse this dynamic as well. Yes. And it's, it's so much alarming. Um, uh, as I already mentioned, I did some research, and I do on continuous basis. Like um, I, I do uh, conduct research on human rights issues uh, yes. around the world. So I always find it very much uh, alarming when when it, it comes to like USA or any states uh, of that country. And I have uh, some information today to share with my audience, uh, which I will uh, actually share um, at the conclusion. Um, This is also alarming because we have already uh, mentioned that point. Judges are uh, racist. Attorneys are racist. The system is racist. So how can you actually get justice? it's, It's really difficult. Um, in your petition, you have mentioned that your 16-year-old son recently expressed his feelings about the unfairness that your husband is losing so many years of his life. Mm-hmm. So I think our fellow justice system is giving a wrong basis uh, to our next generation as yes. well. This is very much frustrating. Uh, what do you think about this? So, yes, my children have had opportunity throughout the year, almost year and a half that Leonard and I have been together to speak with him. And, you know, they they know he's not the type of person that would ever do something like this. And so 
Um, Leonard has lost the entire decade of his 30s being wrongfully convicted in an inhumane, overcrowded, um, dangerous system. And so this troubles my children. My children are very good and decent human beings. And so I think that each parent and household modeling the proper example of fairness and justice is what our children need today. They're getting the wrong message in the courts. They're getting the wrong message on TV. They're getting the wrong message in the streets and from other friends who may also be biased or racist. And so each person, each parent bringing awareness to these issues in their households, talking openly about their children with these things will create one good human being which begets another good human being. And it's like the butterfly effect. So then my children will go out and change their friends and their society as well. Yeah, definitely. And uh, actually, um, what they are uh, receiving from our society, our justice system, our state system is absolutely, um, I mean, devastating. Uh, in In recent years, uh, and contemporary world, uh, the world knows what is happening, like uh, in America, especially. Um, I'm in London, but uh, I do observe what's happening in America, in other parts of the world here in UK. So here in UK is also uh, not that good, like um, black people, or even other minority groups are being discriminated very often. Mm-hmm. And even in, in job sectors, uh, minority groups, black um, people, uh, th- they are being discriminated every now and then. And I very often like um, hear from people around me. Um, I mean, I mean, they are too much racist. I, I can take it personally. Anyway, um, I think uh, it's time uh, we come uh, together and and take actions like to change the system, not just the criminal justice system. We have to change the whole system, the state system. Absolutely. The policy making system uh, yes. to make things equal. Yes. Yes. To ensure equal access to justice, equal access to um opportunities everywhere um i think uh, we shouldn't be like wasting our time anymore because uh we have generations who are uh actually looking at us to make changes who need our help so i think uh it's it's not just the duty of um, black communities or the minority communities. It's the responsibility, it's the duty of all of us, whether we are Americans, whether we are from other parts of the world, we need a collective effort. Okay. Um, you have mentioned that uh, Mr. Leonard's case is not the only wrongful conviction specifically associated with Mobile County Court, Alabama. Internet research shows that Brian Douglas Cannon, Raymond Shane Green, and um, some others you have mentioned already, uh, they are also claiming false convictions by the Mobile County 
circuit code or district attorney. So I have learned, also learned and found in my research of many cases where innocent people are wrongfully convicted uh, in USA and especially in Alabama course. And as, uh, in some articles, uh, I saw the mention uh, justice is dead in Alabama, uh, something like that. So do you have any messages to other people in your community, your state, people in other states in USA or uh, to the authorities in criminal justice system to reform the justice system to ensure justice for everyone? Um, to touch on something you were just saying, which was very impactful and powerful um, years ago, and I didn't make this up, so I'm not taking credit for this saying, but I heard this, it might have been when I took my children to visit Kennedy Space Center and we were watching a video about space or the space station and they ended with, we are all global citizens of this planet. And so I truly believe that as well. We're not citizens of a country. We're all inhabiting this planet as kind of like one global um, race. And so um, I, I totally agree with you. And it's wonderful um, that you brought up that point. And so, yes, um, I'll kind of answer your question with something that's currently going on in the criminal justice reform arena. And I'm sure you've seen plenty of posts about Julius Jones and the upcoming execution date that's been set for him, I believe for November um, the 18th. And it is just so disturbing, mind boggling,ly <laughs> disturbing is not even like that's an understatement because this man, there's actual evidence that he was not connected to this crime. There's actual evidence that someone else was responsible for this crime. And not only was he wrongfully convicted, but he was wrongfully convicted and given the death penalty. Oklahoma's Board of Pardons and Paroles is recommending that his sentence be commuted and that he be given life with the possibility of parole. They're recommending that he be released back to society and to his friends and family, yet he is still being held with an execution date. But guess what? Oh. Julius Jones is a black man. And so oh. he has countless numbers of signatures petitioning for his release. Yeah. I just placed a phone call with a message to the governor's office before I got on Skype with you. And this has been all over social media, but you know, what's, what's disturbing is, I read an article because in doing all the research that I do in order to push my husband's case forward, of course, I learn a lot about statistics as well. And so even black people within the United States system that are being processed through the courts are even discriminated against based on how dark their skin is. So mm -hmm. lighter colored black people are not punished as harshly as darker colored black people. How sick and twisted is that, right? Yeah. So I think here the message is that, listen, we need to follow the rules here. Like there is absolute reasonable doubt that Julius Jones committed this crime. He needs to be released. My yeah. husband's sixth amendment rights were violated. We're not playing yeah. by the rules here. Basically there is corruption weaved all throughout the United States system. My yeah. husband was convicted on the out of court statements of a four-year-old yeah with speech and developmental disabilities, the child was not even present in court to be cross-examined by my husband's counsel. That is a violation of our Sixth Amendment rights because per a person being accused mm -hmm. has the right to face their accuser and for the accuser to be cross-examined. 
So listen, we're breaking, we're setting rules here in the United States system and breaking all of them in order to continue this um, twisted and biased way of sentencing African-American men, and it needs to stop. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Mrs. Coleman, for your time and sharing your husband's case. Uh, many of us will know and be aware of these injustices existing in the criminal justice system in USA. So do you like to add anything else about the petition you have launched on um, change.org or anything about your husband or the case so my audience can take action or Yes, absolutely. Um, the more signatures, the better, the more that we can gain public support, the more that we can let Mobile County Circuit Court know that they can no longer hide in the darkness about what they have done to Leonard for the last decade. Um, you know, for you follow me on social media and you see the torture that my husband has had to undergo. You saw like the result of the blood all over him for the inmate that stabbed him on Easter. And this is what is being done to a man that is innocent. So he goes through mental torture on a daily Definitely. basis. And so the more signatures that we're, we're getting, the better. And so um, I would petition people to read our petition at change.org slash Bree Leonard Coleman, add your signature, add a comment that makes it even more powerful as to why you're signing and why you believe and injustice has been done or why laws have been broken and wrongfully detaining Leonard. Um, follow us on Instagram at justice for Leonard Coleman. I post a lot about Alabama injustices, um, what you know is going on in Leonard's case, the, the details and the elements that led to his wrongful conviction. So I'm pretty active on there. And um, what I'm really trying to do right now is gain support in terms of people calling and writing letters to the Mobile County DA's office to basically petition for Leonard's release and also to just oppose wrongful convictions. And so the contact information for um, the district attorney who is handling Leonard's case is on my Instagram page. It is also yes. on our petition. And so the more people that call that office and write letters, um, mm -hmm. the better. So we are currently awaiting an evidentiary hearing date um, we filed evidence with the Mobile County Circuit Court in April that three people stepped forward with statements of Leonard's innocence. They know who committed the crime. This person confessed to committing the crime. Someone else admitted exactly how he did it. We filed this evidence with the Mobile County Circuit Court almost a year ago, and we are still waiting for them to set an evidentiary hearing date for my husband. And so all the public support that we can get right now to push them to do the right thing is just so helpful and so invaluable to us. And I just plead with people to continue sharing his story, continue sharing on your social media platforms. So. All right, definitely. Actually, we need collective effort to fight any injustice anywhere. And uh, I will also share all the um, details, including your Instagram and um, the petition link uh, in the episode details, uh, where my audience or any visitor can find the links. And if they need to reach the uh, attorney's office or um, anyone else uh, mentioned there, uh, so they can take action. Uh, I hope my audience will uh, play their part. I believe so. Okay, and I also noticed um, 
some hashtags like free uh, Leonard Coleman, um, uh, justice for Leonard Coleman. Uh, these hashtags are getting, um, I think I saw maybe millions or I'm not sure. I think millions of views on to, uh, uh, where um, it should be TikTok on TikTok. And also I saw on Instagram maybe. So I think people are uh, taking actions. Um, okay. So um, before finishing, I would like to share some extra information uh, about today's topic. A research by Innocent Project shows that racially disparate treatment has permeated the United States criminal justice system throughout history. During the Jim Crow era, blacks mm -hmm. were legally burned from voter rolls in several southern states, as you have already mentioned, and were therefore burned from serving on juries. In this era of racial strife, the police, prosecution, defense attorneys, judges, and jurors were almost always white. Cross-racial misidentifications, forced confessions, all white juries, and blatant racism led to the wrongful convictions of countless innocent black people. A very recent article by AP News published on 1st November very recently shows that a judge who oversees elections in an Alabama county was removed from office after being accused of racist, sexually inappropriate behavior that included demeaning comments about women and saying George Floyd got what he deserved when an officer in Minnesota murdered him. This is so frustrating when a judge makes this kind of remarks. Um, so I'm going to finish and I would like to request my audience again, please play your part, please sign the petition. Uh, launched by Mrs. Coleman on change.org. So do you have any final uh, message for my audience or anybody? Really just touching on a lot of things that you said and piggybacking off of your um, very informed statements. Um, in doing my research to support my husband's case, I came across an article which I actually posted to my own page from mm -hmm. um, something I read on the Washington Post stating that during the Jim Crow era, the current policing system was actually set up to control black people. It, I would check out that article. It's posted to my page. It's, it's very disturbing stuff. And um, something that you mentioned earlier, I would also like to um, you know, add on to that, is that um, currently a lot of employers in the United States are launching diversity, equity, and um and DEI basically, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives to even make a, an even playing field in the workplace because African-American people are even making less money in the workplace. So yes. as you mm -hmm. stated, this is not just something that's happening within the court system and the policing system, it's happening all across the board. And the more that we educate people about really a sense of inclusiveness, um, and we get this fixed within society as a whole, I think that's what we need in order to start seeing more justice in the criminal system as well. All right. 
So actually, um, inclusivity or diversity is not yet uh, satisfactory in America, in American criminal justice system or anywhere. We see progress, but that is not enough. And especially, uh, as I already mentioned, in Alabama, um, the rate and the scenario is, is not satisfactory. It's very frustrating. And I think it, it is also connected to mental health issues of our uh, next generation of ourselves and uh, for people who are going through injustices like wrongful convictions or uh, discrimination in workplace. And I think uh, in every uh, scenarios, uh, women are the actually uh, the worst victims, especially uh, if we if we talk about racism, if we talk about um, poverty or any, anything else. Um, like socioeconomic plights, I think women and girls, and most specifically black women and girls, are the worst, worst victims. And it's, it's really uh, high time we took actions from NGOs, from individual levels, from state levels, from international levels. Okay, so um, I request my audience again to sign the petition and uh if you want you can take more actions uh, by visiting um the petition page thank you for listening this episode and to get the link of the petition and to read mrs coleman please check out my episode details and yes feel free to download and share this episode with your family and friends and raise your voice against injustice anywhere thank you mrs coleman Thank you. I hope, all right. Uh, I hope our collective effort will help you get justice and free Mr. Leonard Coleman soon. Stay safe and bye.